With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Beat of Sports Bar Daniels on this uh, Friday. So, you know, we've talked. A lot, days, weeks, months, NCAA, NIL, and the latest battle, Tennessee and Virginia versus the NCAA. And I mean, a lot of people that enjoy dancing on the NCAA's grave, and I just, I, I remind people, it's not a warning, that just think before you wish for their death and dance on that grave because the world's not as simpler uh, if they go away. And one of the challenges the NCAA has had in enforcing any rule regarding NIL is it's got nothing to do with state lawmakers really thinking about the law. It's about helping their teams in their eyes win. We've got to have protection and NIL so our teams can win. We, we, you know, everybody ran to get an NIL law and then quickly ran to change it when other states created what they thought were advantages. So, so how do you want the NCAA to enforce any rules when states are going out of their way to change the law so that the NCAA can't touch him. Our next guest, um, I thought, wrote an excellent research piece uh, on this and much more about the NCAA's battles when it comes to name, image, and likeness and uh, what's happening with schools pushing back on them. And uh, Josh Lenz, Associate Professor of Recreation and Sports Management at the University of Arkansas. Josh, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. We made it to Friday, and thank you for having me on. Let me ask you first here, um, the ruling that the judge made in the Tennessee-Virginia case, like I said, a lot of people rambled. The story said, that's it, they're done, the NCAA's finished on uh, on NAL. What was your initial reaction? Because I think a lot of people maybe didn't read it. The judge did rule in favor of Tennessee-Virginia, but he didn't exactly throw out everything that the NCAA is trying to do when it comes to NIL and and uh, policing it. Yes, it's a good observation. I, um, I I think, you know, reading the tea leaves, it's not a surprise that the judge ruled uh, in the manner that that occurred. But I, I cringed when I saw, you know, very prominent members of the national media uh, putting headlines out there that the NCAA can't enforce any of its NIL rules anymore after this ruling, because that that's simply not the case. And in fact, uh, judge the, the judge actually um, actually gave credit to some of the NCAA's rules that will continue to be enforceable uh, that have to do with NIL. Josh, how'd we get here? Meaning, um, as I said, uh, and it's not that long ago, hey, the state said, look, we probably need to get something on the books for NIL. And everybody had good intentions. You, you know, um, it can't be uh, uh, used to induce the athletes to come there. Uh, certain categories and, and this and that. And then everybody said, well, forget what we just agreed to. we got to get these other laws. How do we get here? Right. And, and I think you're, you're right. You alluded to this when you, uh, when you introduced this segment. Uh, states and, and their legislatures uh, 
are so interested in giving the teams within their borders a competitive advantage that they're trying to uh, legislate things that NCAA rules uh, do not allow and, and have not allowed for several decades. Um, and they're, they're doing that uh, to a large extent without talking with folks who work in college athletics every day, um, again, trying to, to give schools within their borders an advantage. People, I think, either forget on purpose or don't know. It's voluntary membership in the NCAA. And the NCAA asked its members, tell us what you want for a name, image, and likeness policy. And they told them. And now schools like Tennessee and others have gone out of the way to sue them on the rules that they asked for. I'm going to ask you to talk about, because you wrote about this, the structure of the NCAA gives them some leeway in enforcing rules, and yet the members that make up the NCAA, you know what, never mind, I don't like those rules. Yeah, you're exactly right. And so there's there's a body of law out there that that doesn't get talked about a lot. You know, you, you typically, you, you know, you can take a law school class on criminal law or antitrust law, but uh, there's a body of law called the law of, of private associations. And, and under it, it gives private associations like the NCA, like the Southeastern Conference, a lot of deference to to make and enforce and apply rules. And and just like you noted, it's because largely, you know, we, whether it's University of Arkansas, the University of Tennessee, University of Illinois, et cetera, we choose to join the NCA. Um, and, and so we have a we have a contractual relationship with the NCA. We choose to join and we say, hey, we, we know you have all these rules, you know, a 500 page NCA manual. We're going to follow these rules. We're going to abide by these rules and promote these rules in exchange uh, for the ability to compete in your championships that you host in the off season or in the in the postseason. Um, so it's it, it is a fascinating time because now you have member universities, uh, you know, going after the NCA because of their rules and how how the NCA is applying the rules. When you hear collective, what what what? <laughs> What's your res- uh, a response about the collectives and the role they play in all this? Yeah, you know, you know, um, I I do I do support you know athletes having the right to to market themselves and and um, uh, use their name, image, and likeness. You know, it's been talked about a lot. You know, a lot of times. This is a, a student athlete's most marketable time. You know, for a track and field student athlete here on our campus, for example, you know, we've, we've got a super strong program. Uh, we do a great job promoting it. This is when the student athlete, uh, for a lot of our student athletes, have their most marketable marketability. Um, so I think um, it, it's great uh, for student athletes in those circumstances to be able to, to use their NIL uh, and, and, and make some money. Um, the the collectives, you know, I I don't know that the that the saw this coming. Um, I think there's oh I, I know there's some athletics administrators out there who who accurately predicted we'd see something like collectives come about, and now that it's happened, you know the the NCAA struggled to come up with guidance since it it came out with its NIL interim policy. The NCAA struggled to come out with guidance that's slowed the role of 
collectives in, in recruiting. And I don't know, unless we bring NIL, you know, quote unquote, in-house, um, I don't know if there's a way to kind of put that genie back in the bottle, um, to, to use that term. Josh, like I said, I, some that are uh, enjoying the dance in the grave of the NCAA, I, I don't think are looking at a bigger picture here. I think it's really bad if, if they go away. You can argue that they've been weak on some points over the years and not being proactive when it comes to name, image, um, and likeness. But whether you like or don't like Charlie Baker, and you've touched on some of these things, I don't know what they can do regarding any guardrails on NIL. Congress has made it clear that they're never going to take this up. And if you don't like the, uh, uh, the, the the rule, then people just sue. So what is Charlie Baker to do other than throw his hands up and say, what do you want from us? Nothing? <laughs> no, that's that's a great point. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, folks, colleagues in my field, very smart individuals who like you said, they, they love to, to dance on the on the grave of the NCAA or, or you know, want to dance on the grave of the NCAA. I, um, I'm not necessarily in that camp. I think the NCAA does a lot of great things, uh, one being that, that big men's basketball party that we all enjoy that's coming up here in a few weeks. And if the NCAA goes away, you know, does that tournament go away? And if so, all the revenue that goes along with it. Um, so I think I think – uh, you know, we need to be careful what we wish for when we when we think about the NCA because if it gets replaced by some other organization, well, is it? Are we just going to keep seeing this happen? It gets sued and and it goes away and we get another one. So, I think you're right uh, that we all need to be cautious when we're thinking about you know the model that we want to govern college athletics. Um, but I, you know, it, it, more in direct response to your question about guardrails. Um, as you mentioned earlier, the latest the, the the ruling in the Tennessee and Virginia case that just came out, the judge talks about how um, some of some NIL rules, such as NIL compensation based on athletics performance, uh, those are more likely to withstand antitrust scrutiny. So mm-hmm. I think that there there is a way to have some NIL guardrails, but again, I, uh, there. It, it's touchy, and and we could continue to see lawsuits uh, from it. I think something else people forget about in all this stuff is, and they say football breakaway and basketball breakaway and so forth, is you know what we haven't had yet, Josh? And, and, and you may have an opinion on this as well. Uh, and it may get to a Supreme Court. Wait till somebody comes and says, okay, fine, you want salary caps and bring NIL in-house. There's also a thing called Title IX. And if you're going to spend X on one, you have to spend it on the other. And then what do they do? Yes, you're exactly right. And I think uh, Title IX has been uh, overlooked uh, when we start thinking about athlete compensation. So I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. And um, back in December or January, Charlie Baker wrote an open letter to student-athletes where he talked about some different things he'd like to see in the NCAA going forward. Um, and he talked about, you know, a, a trust fund for, for student-athletes, uh, he talked about bringing NIL in-house, and to his credit, uh, Charlie Baker uh, mentioned Title IX a couple times in that letter. So um, it is something that I think is going to loom large over w- however we do this thing going forward. Uh, Josh is on Twitter, X at uh, JJLensLENS. There you can get the link to uh, uh, 
the research paper that you did is interesting, and I, I just think, Josh, no one has an opinion, uh, or not many do, to say, look, this isn't all the NCAA's fault, and I thought when I read your piece, at least someone recognizes, what do you want them to do? Because everybody is just uh, uh, attacking them from all ends, and, and do you want oversight or, or not? Thanks, Josh. I appreciate it very much. Have a good weekend. Take care. Uh, yeah. W- one thing I'll add, and uh, okay, we're all college football fans, and to some degree, some of you are college basketball fans. Some of you are parents um, of not just daughters, but sons that play what we call Olympic or non-revenue sports, sports that don't cover their expenses in college, whether it's at a major school, Division two, Division three, whatever it is. I'm just telling you right now, if you want that four-letter group to go away because you think that they've ruined college football and that everybody celebrates every time they lose in court, when they go away and the resources used to pay for the championships of the sports that your sons and daughters play with something other than football and basketball, who do you think pays for that stuff? You know, Go ask somebody who's a parent of a, a female soccer player. And you want the NCAA to go away? What do you think happens to that sport? When when the athletic department says, "Hey, bring it in house, and we'll take care of you know the the the, uh, uh, the pay for play thing," and so the, what do you think happens then? And by the way, we haven't got to that court hearing where someone at the federal level, the Supreme Court, says, "Yeah, the Title IX thing, you know, the billions of dollars that all you take federal money from to put towards your schools, yeah, you got uh, Title IX applies." Nobody talks about that. They celebrate, ah, the NCAA lost again, they, you know, non-existent, doesn't matter, breakaway and all that stuff. Okay, Title IX's not connected to the NCAA. It has nothing to do with the NCAA. Go read about what Title IX is, and, and there, there will be that court case. And, and somebody may laugh at it. Like, we're giving attention to Dartmouth and the NLRB, which, by the way, everybody jumped on that case. Oh, Dartmouth's going to vote and unionize. And yesterday the player said, we don't want the vote publicized. Wait, what? Huh? There will come a time, maybe sooner than later, where there will be a women's team facing cuts and maybe a group of women's teams across the country that get together and say, screw this. Here's a class action lawsuit. And some court's going to hear this. And some court's going to say, hey, Title IX applies. If you're going to pay X and pay for play, you got to pay Y. And schools will say, well, no, I, we're not paying the same. It'll happen. Maybe in one year, maybe in three years, it'll happen. Back and more of the Friday show next. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.